What an amazing weekend as we celebrate freedom. The flag, we've been talking about the flag. If you were here last night, you heard me talk about the flag. The flag, it represents commitment. Commitment. We're a nation of people who pledge themselves to a position no matter what the cost. Think back to our forefathers. Look at the Constitution. Look at their faith. Commitment. They were willing to, to take the hard yards. They were willing to crash through quitting points. They were committed. America, the land of the free and the home of the brave, a land of commitment. I wanna to talk to you a little bit today about commitment, a frank conversation about that 10-letter word that so often we're afraid of, commitment. In a crowd like this, we have a lot of successful people, a lot of bright people. If you're in Miami, you find yourself in one of our many locations in Dallas-Fort Worth, maybe you're over in Fort Worth, maybe you're in downtown Dallas, maybe you're at Northport in beautiful Southwest Florida. You're people of commitment. There's no doubt about it, we're, we're, we're made for commitment. We're made to live out that 10-letter word. I would argue, though, that sometimes we're committed to the wrong thing. It's not that we're not committed, but, but I would submit to you that sometimes we can be committed to the wrong things. God, in his word, talks to us very frankly in his conversation to us, in his revealed word to us about commitment. So I want you to think about commitment for a second. Now, when I say commitment, and when I'm talking about a God-ordained commitment, that flies in the face of people who want comfort. I mean, I, I like comfort. I like the easy way. I don't like doing the hard yards or crashing through quitting points all the time, but, but, but commitment, true commitment, if you're committed to the right things, is not an easy commodity. It's difficult. We, we have a nation, we have certain people in our nation who are committed to being not committed to the right stuff. And you have people who wanna keep their options open. You have people who wanna, wanna, wanna you know, wet their index finger and then see which way the wind is blowing. And we wanna go, no, I, I want just to, to have everything available to me. I'm not gonna really pledge myself to a position no matter what the cost, which happens to be the definition of commitment. I was reading Fast Company Magazine last week, Fast Company Magazine, and there was an extensive article about commitment versus keeping your options open. And this very bright writer with some you know, bright people who had gone to Harvard and Yale and studied human behavior and so forth and so on, like all those articles do, they were saying that one would think if you keep your options open, your life is better and you're happier. What they discovered though, really snapped their heads. It pushed them back on their heels. Those people who commit are happier. They have more joy, satisfaction. I mean, they have focus and purpose, so I thought, that's fascinating. 
God's been saying that for a long, long time. Commitment. But I want you to think about commitment for a second, pledging yourself to a position no matter what the cost. Are you committed to what God tells you to commit to? Because after all, God tells us in his word, okay, here's what to commit to. I mean, here's the significant, and, and, and stay away from the superfluous. Now, the book of Proverbs is a, is a book we've been studying for the last, uh, really for the last several months. And in Proverbs, it really talks a lot about commitment. So if you have your Bibles, you wanna to turn to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16, verse three. Or you can look at our app. We have the outline, my outline, or whoever is speaking, if it's Derek or someone else, or, or, or YJC, Dr. John Cross, the outline is always on our app. That's FC, Fellowship Church. Go to the app store, type in Fellowship Church. You'll see a little icon, get. It's not get. I grew up saying get. Mark Davis, does he, he, I, he, he pronounces words perfectly, but I would say get, Mark. But no, don't, no, no, so click on get, boom, you've got the FC app. You can follow along. Uh, we write uh, prayers and Bible studies every day. It's, it's a cool thing. You stay in connection with Fellowship Church. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse three. And, and then let's, let's read this together. Let's read this together. One, two, three. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Now that's pretty straightforward. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. Whatever you do is whatever you do. Commit to him whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Last night we had thousands, who knows how many people were by the lake, five to 7,000 people, that's a lot of people. I talked about God's plan, and I said basically that God's plan for man will blow any plan I can conjure up or you can conjure up out of the water. Relationally, vocationally, spiritually, you name it, God's plan is that amazing. So if we commit to the Lord, we will discover God's plan, God's agenda for your life and mine. Not what I wanna do, not what makes me look good, what makes me feel good, what gives me pleasure, but something on a whole nother dimension, God's agenda. So what I'm talking about is commitment. Commit your way, commit your all. Commit the totality of your personhood to the Lord and he will establish your plans. Now the book of Psalms, I'm, I'm moving from Proverbs to Psalms, Psalm 37 verses five and six says something else. Let's read this. One, two, three, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. Well, what will he do? He'll make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun, wow. So we see commitment is who God is. God is a God of commitment. Say that with me. God is a God of commitment. It's in the core of who he is. We're made in God's image, thus we have this capacity for commitment. Yet we have a freedom. We were talking about freedom. July 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence. We're a free nation. We talk about freedom. Freedom is not just going buck wild, freedom must have fences, it must have parameters, and every time God has a parameter or a fence, it's there for our best. I'll say it again, whenever God has a directive or a prohibition, 
It's there for our best interests. God is not a cosmic killjoy. He's not someone who wants to rain on your parade or mine. When we do life God's way, we will experience joy. Is it gonna be easy? Heck to the no. Let me, let me tell you this, if you've not committed your life to Christ yet, it's the best thing you'll ever do. But I'm not gonna lie to you, it's not always easy. It's not always easy, think about marriage. Those of us who are married, lift your hand. Is marriage always easy? No, no it's not. Marriage, and I've written about this, can be the greatest thing, but so often it's the hardest thing, but if you're willing to work and commit, you will have an awesome marriage. Lisa and I have some bracelets that she had made for us a couple of years ago, and I wear bracelets some. You know, some guys like to wear bracelets all the time. I'm not a big bracelet person, but I have, you know, I don't have an aversion to bracelets. I wear this some, and this bracelet, in fact, I forgot to wear it today, honey. This bracelet <laughs> doesn't say love on it, or the popular term sexy. Yeah, I love that. Everything in our world today is sexy. That's a whole nother, it's a sexy car. What? Sexy haircut. Oh, you look so sexy. You, you watch some of these shows on television, you know? Sex, anyway, that's a whole nother message. What is sexy? Anyway, what was I talking about? I mentioned sex and I love, what? I mentioned Lisa's sex, you just totally, what? I'm, I'm joking, I'm kidding around. Come on now, let's laugh. It's part of life. What now, what was I saying? Oh yeah, bracelet, the bracelet, whoa. The women are going, you got a one-track mind, typical guy. <laughs> she made me these bracelets. We have these bracelets, matching bracelets, and they have commitment on them. Not love, not you're sexy or whatever. And on the back, the definition of commitment, pledge yourself to a position no matter what the cost. Say it with me. Pledge yourself to a position no matter what the cost. That's commitment. The word commitment in the original language, I will teach you some Hebrew right now. You wanna learn Hebrew? Boy, I can tell you do. Hopefully you're going to Israel with Lisa and I. Uh, if you're going to Israel, okay, we're gonna learn some Hebrew over there. But here's the Hebrew word commit. It's pronounced galal. Galal. Say it with me, galal. So we need some galal, right? That's commitment. What does galal mean? Because when you read the book of Proverbs, the text I just read, Proverbs 16.3, when you look at Psalm 37, it's galal. Really, you say galal, but I just like to say galal. You know, like, ah, ah. Galal, it means to roll, to roll. Oh, man, he's on a roll, we say. I'm just on a roll. What does that mean? Things are just happening for you, man. You're, you're hot. You're on fire. You know, it's just... Man, have you seen, he, he's on a roll, man, in the business world. Oh, he, she's on a roll in the athletic field. You're on a roll, on a roll. Man, this guy is doing real estate. He's on a roll, on a roll, on a roll. That's what it means to commit. We just roll everything to God. God, God, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna roll it to you because the book of Proverbs says, I'm flawed in my thinking. And so are you. Away from God? I mean, my thoughts about myself are pretty sketchy. I cannot judge myself away from God. I'm a horrible judge. 
If you've been with us for a while, this past year I did a series on self-awareness. I said, basically, many people are self-unaware. Why are they self-unaware? Because they're trying to assess themselves outside of God, and when you do that, it's all sketchy and it's all wackadoodle-do. You go, why are people in the world so straight jacket crazy? On the freeways or out in certain areas or, or maybe actors and actresses and movie stars now and then or rock musicians or politicians. We go, why are these people like Mugatu Zoolander crazy? A few of you got that. It's one of my favorite movies. Because man is flawed in really judging himself or herself. You're going, Ed, are, 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 really? Well, yeah, really. Let's look at the context of Proverbs chapter 16. Okay, these are the two verses before verse three. Verse three says, commit, right? Commit, galau, to roll, all right? Proverbs chapter 16, verse one says, I love this, to humans, do you, you say human or human? I say human. You know, if you talk to people who, who grew up in Houston, they pronounced it Houston. Listen to it, Houston. Where are you from, Houston? Houston. No, it's Houston. I didn't grow up in Houston, so I pronounce it Houston. But some people say Houston. Some people say human. Okay. To humans belong the plans of the heart. In other words, I can plan all day and night until the cows come home. Oh, I can plan this and have this agenda and I'm doing this here, five year, 10 year, 20 year, long-term planning, blah, 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 blah. But to humans, and you know what? I talked about our dogs last night. Our dogs don't really have a master plan. Animals don't really plan you know, they don't, it's just by instinct. I mean, yeah, you could argue maybe a little bit, maybe you can watch some dolphins in the ocean, they kind of corral some fish to eat them, and maybe orcas do this or that, but they don't really plan. They don't, they don't have these plans. They, they, they don't really go through ABC one, two, three. So that's uniquely human because we're made in the image of God. We're higher than the animals. We're not animals. Let me say this, me say this again. Dr. Weirdbeard will tell you we're animals. Dr. Fuzzy Face will tell you we're animals. We're not. Let me say this. Let's say, 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 I'm not an animal. One, two, three. I'm not an animal. Good. I'm not. I'm made in God's image. So to humans belong the plans of the heart. But from the Lord, here we go, comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives, uh-oh, are weighed by the... Here's why I can't judge myself. Pride, envy, greed, lust, a laundry list of sins. And I don't even realize how sinful I am. I know I'm a sinner, but I don't realize the depth of my sin. So I can't judge myself, I can't assess myself. I don't care how great the plans are, I can come up for myself, they pale a comparison to God. Now, I'm not saying we're idiots. I'm not saying everybody's an idiot if they're not a Christ follower, because they're not. But on the level that God's talking about, on this whole nother dimension, when we commit everything to God, that gives us a totally different 
perspective. We have the ability now to zoom out and to see what life is about. Commitment. It's littered throughout the pages of Scripture, commitment. Think about Adam and Eve. God was totally committed to them. He went on record, I'm committed to you. But remember, we have a freedom of choice. Adam and Eve chose to do what? To crater and to do what they wanted to do. They established their own plans away from God. And because of that, we have received the repercussions of their sinfulness. And you can skip over to the history of God's people. I mean, the, 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 the Jews, I mean, they're, they're getting ready to enter into the promised land, the land that was just amazing, this tract of real estate that's just totally and completely gorgeous and where God had planned for them to go. So they sent out the 12 spies to check out the land, secret reconnaissance mission. They come back and 10 of the 12 spies, they, they just become negative. They're like, man, we can't do it. They wanted to keep their options open. Maybe we should go back to Egypt. I'm not sure, this desert's not that bad. I mean, I'm gonna get tan out here and, and you know, we can catch rattlesnakes and stuff. So I, I don't know, I need to, there, there, there's some big old people in there. They're like professional wrestlers and MMA guys uh, who, who are inhabiting the land. I'm not sure about that. It, it kind of freaks me out. This is going to keep our options open. Joshua and Caleb, two of the 12 spies said, what are you guys smoking? Are you smoking lack of commitment? God's committed to us, we're committed to God. He said, take the land. Crash through the quitting points. Do the hard yards. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and he'll establish your plans. Yet they didn't do it. What did they do? They wanted to stone them. I don't mean that. <laughs> Kill them. Take them out. And that always happens to leaders, but that's another, another teaching. So because of their lack of commitment, what did God do? God allowed them. Okay, you want a lack of commitment, really? You don't want to commit to me? I've told you what to do. I've told you where to place your commitment. I've told you to put your yes on my yes and your no on my no. So, okay, okay, here you go. Do whatever you want to do. And, and 40 years they wandered in the wilderness and all these people who had these commitment cramps clocked out in the desert because of their lack of commitment. That's how serious God is about it. But, you see the quickness, he's watching. But, Joshua and Caleb, they made it through. And they made it into the PL, promised land. Because of commitment. What are you committed to? What are you committed to? Who are you committed to? Simon Peter, oh Jesus, I'm committed to you. I'll give my life to you, I'm the man. And Jesus gave him a nickname. And the disciples were dying laughing. I'm gonna call you the rock. And they were like, <laughs> Jesus, you gotta be joking. Simon Peter, the rock? He's not a rock. I mean, this guy's all over the map. He's like Mugatu Zoolander crazy. Not Simon Peter. This rash, brash, type A personality. What? During Christ's greatest moment of need, 
Simon Peter, who said, oh, I'm committed to you. I'm fully committed. Cratered, had a commitment cramp. <laughs> who? Jesus. Started, started cussing. And he ran off. Jesus died on the cross, rose again. And then he reinstated Simon Peter. He forgave his lack of commitment. And Simon Peter became one of the most committed people to ever walk on planet Earth. Commitment, that's what we need. So God has given us what we're to commit to. Well, what should we commit to? Well, several things. Here's some quick handles, all right? Some, some holy life hacks. Number one, pledge yourself, because we're talking about commitment, to the big three. Say it with me. All campuses, pledge yourself to the big three. Personalize it. I'm going to pledge myself. I, I want you to repeat with me. I'm going to pledge myself to the big three. What's the big three? Number one, spiritual commitment. Spiritual commitment. A week ago Friday, I asked a friend of mine I've known for a long time who's not a follower of Christ. After long discussion and years of praying with him and for him, I said, Richard, I gotta ask you a question. Are you a Christian? And he answered the question well. And basically he said, yeah, I, I'm committed. I've committed my life to Christ. So we're saved by grace through faith. Now, if I see someone that I think is a better Christian than me, and there are a lot of them out there, they just want more of God than I do. We're all, think about that one, we're all saved by grace through faith. I mean, at my best, I'm a filthy, fallible, fallen, self-centered sinner. I am, so are you. Sin is sin. Yet God, in his grace and mercy, has done something for us. Totally committed. What a brilliant, genius plan about commitment. We messed up. We had the commitment cramp. We've been committed to the wrong things, and God sent Jesus to, to die, to rise again, to totally commit. He gave his best, thereby giving us the freedom to either choose Jesus or not. We either commit or not. So even faith, even commitment is a gift from God. But within that, we still have a choice. And you'll never understand that. Don't even try to figure out where the sovereignty of God and where the free will of man meets. They meet only in the mind of the Lord, okay? You're not gonna figure that out. You can read about it, you can study it, you can go to years and years of seminary like I did, but God's mind, God's ways are higher than our ways. Jesus, though, think about it, when he was dying on the cross for our sins, the devil knew. The devil knew. This is it. And you know every demon in hell said, jump down from the cross. It's not worth it. Bail out. Don't blast through. I mean, leave this situation. Don't last. Jesus, though, loved the world, loved you and me so much. Zoom out, zoom in. He had your sins and mine 
on his mind, and he died, was buried, and rose again. That's commitment. I mean, you want to talk about commitment? Commitment begins with God. You're talking about pledging yourself to a position no matter what the cost? That's God. Have you made that decision? Let me ask you. Are you a Christian? I think so. There's no really thinking. I was, you know, I was born in a Christian family and grew up in a church and cut my teeth on a pew in a Southern Baptist church. Well, I was confirmed and spritzed and sprinkled as a Catholic or Lutheran or whatever. I, or, or, or someone told me this the other night. I'm a spiritual person. We're all spiritual, okay. Are you a Christian? Have you made that decision to ask Jesus to infiltrate your life? Have you opened up the lid of your life and allowed him to come in? The moment you do that, that makes you a believer. Are you a Christian? Have you committed your life to Christ? So spiritual commitment. I pray you make that decision today. The second of the big three, relational commitment. Relational commitment. I was in a conversation several weeks ago with, with someone, we were talking about marriage. And I said to this person, I said, you know, I wanna remind you, as I remind myself, the only relationship that's analogous to God's relationship with his people is that of marriage. The only one, it's not parenting, it's not being a grandfather, it's not being an uncle or an aunt, it is what? Marriage. Marriage, the only relationship that's analogous. Are you committed as a husband? Are you committed as a wife? When was the last time you articulated your commitment to your spouse? Commitment. You're not always gonna feel it when you commit. You're always gonna have that commotion of emotion, that woo, spring in your step. You're not always gonna feel, as a husband or wife, sexy. It's not gonna happen, okay? But the feelings will follow. And I say this all the time, but I just want, 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 want you to hear this. I mean, think about that flag right there. Think about the people, the men and women, who've given their lives, who've suffered, who've sacrificed, who've gone through hell and back. Do you think they always felt it? What does our culture say? Man, if you don't feel it, it's not real. They say, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you. Or, or do you feel me, man? Feelings can get freaky and funky. It's about commitment. Feelings are important. Emotions are important. But you can see where feelings and emotions can take you. It will totally mess you up. And some of us are too committed to our feelings. Oh, I just don't feel it anymore. So I'm not gonna really read the Bible. I don't really feel it anymore at, for example, Fellowship Church, so I'm just gonna, I'm not sure. I just read an article about a month ago. A Methodist pastor was writing and he basically said, where, it's a Methodist preacher, young guy, cool guy, where, he said, are the committed people? And he was talking about his church. And he was saying half of the members only show up like once every six or eight weeks. 
What are you committed to? I mean, I don't, I don't want to throw guilt on you, but I'm just saying, what are you committed to? God has said, okay, here's what you need to commit to. Commit to me. I mean, say, Lord, I, I, I commit to you. Proverbs 16, 3. Whatever, I give it all to you. I roll, I galow, I, I commit to you. Then, relationally. Well, how about with your friends and things? You know, I talk about friends a lot. Friends matter. It doesn't matter if you're, 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 you're 98, like our friend. Is that an amazing video? Or you're eight. Well, the, the, the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise <laughs> and become wise. Wow. I'm becoming like my friends, like my best friends, and so are you. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Hmm. Do you sunblock? You should. I do, you know. I try to use sunblock. Sometimes I don't, and I get torched. But most of the time, I do. You remember back in the day, you know, I don't care if you have dark skin or light skin, we all need sunblock. I mean, you know. Like, I remember back in the day, I would go out, this is horrible, and put baby oil on. You know, now, now, now Lisa, my wife, she has, she has dark skin. And we did her DNA, it was, it was unbelievable. That's, a, that's another message. She's mixed also, and it's awesome. But, but anyway, you gotta put sunblock on because it can burn you. I mean, I've got friends, all different skin colors, and you know, I do a lot of stuff outside. And I had, I had some friends in the Bahamas, they're like, man, they just coat themselves and they have darker skin. So use sunblock, okay? What does sunblock do? Well, it protects your skin, protects you from, you know, like melanomas. You want a melanoma, it's serious, it can kill you. Certain people, when I'm around them, I just have to, Put on that spiritual, relational, SPF 100 sunblock because those relational melanomas can mess you up. They can kill you. So who are you walking with? Who are you talking with? How do you spell relief? So have you, have you said to your best friends? Have you said to God? you said to your spouse? Maybe that person you're dating. I'm committed to you. Vocational commitment. Proverbs talks a lot about our work. Our work matters to God. Have you ever said to your employer, now this would mess them up. Have you ever said to your boss, your manager, your CEO, hey, or maybe you're a big time CEO and you report to a board or whatever. Have you ever said, hey, I'm committed to you. What did you say? I'm committed to you. Again, read this article out of Fast Company Magazine. People that always have their resumes out. I'm gonna be here for a little while. I'm thinking about that over there. And once I do that, or that, or that. Their level of happiness isn't that great. Isn't that interesting? But those who say, I'm in. And I'm not saying, please hear me. It said I should never change jobs and I should be there for the my life. I'm not saying that. I'm saying commit. Don't quit. Commit. So, pledge yourself to the big three. Make a declaration of your commitment to others. 
and you'll be on your way to really discovering the greatness that God has for you. Because if you plan by yourself, if you divorce God from the situation, if you say, oh, I can do it, I can conjure all this stuff up, it'll be okay, but there's a way, the book of Proverbs says, that seems right to man, it only leads to destruction and death. God's way works. Pledge yourself to a position, no matter what the cost. Jesus, thank you for this message that we all need to hear. Thank you for our amazing country. Wow, people so committed. Not perfect. We're all flawed, Lord, you know it better than we do. But I thank you for this nation where we're free, where we're free to commit. And I pray right now over this church and at all of our different locations as I prayed last night. I pray that we make decisions that we place our commitments on what you want us to place them on. It starts with you, God. Segways into our relationships and also in the marketplace. So Father, may we commit. Maybe just maybe you find yourself saying, you know, Ed, I, I think I'm committed, but I'm committed to the wrong things. Make that decision today. Just say, God, give me the bandwidth because he will, to commit to the right things. It begins with Jesus. Maybe you've never committed your life to Christ. Just say, Jesus, just say it. Jesus, I commit my life to you. I believe that you're totally committed to me, even though I've blown my commitments. I believe you died on the cross, rose again. And right now, I commit everything. I pledge myself to this position, no matter what the cost. Maybe blocks of us here in our marriages need to really step up and, and say, I'm committed. Articulate that. Maybe we've been going too much by just our emotions and emotions are important. But maybe we've forgotten about that, that, that commitment level, just grinding it out day by day by day. God, thank you for giving us work, a gift. May we see it as we honor you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen.